Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd, and I am joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing, nothing. I'm doing all right. You know, a little bit of summer. Have we officially turned the corner after Memorial Day? Yeah, I think so. Although it is very nice. I'm actually wearing a JMU sweatshirt. I'm outside tonight. Um, it is very nice tonight. I went for a, a good bike ride after work and it was beautiful. Well, I thought good. the real answer to our audio problems from last week, the reason I did the intro that way, Rob, is because I, I did the intro on my own last week without you for the first time ever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the audio was typically atrocious, um, yeah. but it was frustrating because it was a really good discussion with our friends from down in Norfolk. Um <laughs> And I don't know. I just decided tonight I'd come outside and uh, our, our friend, Chase Kitty. Thank you, Chase, for uh, he just said we should lean into the audio difficulties. <laughs> we probably should. Like it's he's just... like, that's kind of your brand. Just go with it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he meant that in a loving way. So that's what we're going to do tonight. So if you've got birds or dogs or HVAC, um, that's why. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, big thanks to the team there. And what a weekend, Rob. I don't know if you saw, they had their, uh, the Mossy Creek Invitational this past weekend. And boy, did they have good weather and great turnout after a couple and of years. Raised of, a ton of money for Project Healing Waters as well. Sure did. And and I know they'd had a hard time the last couple of years kind of flying everyone in and, and having everyone that they want to participate, you know, do it in a full fashion. And this was pretty great for them this year. So that's just awesome. And we're so glad. Uh, to know those guys and, and see the work they do. And a uh, big thanks to anyone who, Rob, in that intro last week, we did we did plug the um, the auction that they had online. Mm-hmm. So to the extent that any of our folks were, you know, bidding on items there, thank you very much. And we really appreciate it. It was great to see. Um, but we did have a good conversation last week, Rob. Where, well, it was two weeks ago that we talked to them, but we put it out last week, uh, the conversation with the guys from ODU. And just... I think it's fair to say. And then tonight, you know, seeing so Southern Miss beat LSU tonight to go on to Super Regionals in baseball. Um, just really exciting time to be headed to the Sun Belt. So, and uh, some rivalries to come, uh, new and old. So, it's also, but, the bar has been raised in baseball. Oh, in my a, goodness. A Texas State. I know. Like, Coastal lost today, and it was still like, oh, my gosh, all these teams are really good. Yeah, it's no joke. Like it's time to really step up, but that's probably a, a topic for another pod. Yeah, it's also fun. I mean, just like softball, I, it does feel like if you are in a conference like the Sun Belt and you make it to the tournament, like you're good enough to make a run out of this conference. Like you really could do something. Like JMU in softball last year, and I'm having a kind of um, yeah, I'm having a little bit of a hard time watching the world series this year. I mean, I truly became a softball fan last year, but just with the JMU front, it's just been hard, but I do feel like, I mean, these four teams from the Sun Belt, they're legit contenders, whatever their sub regional seed is or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. And I, I would love to see JMU be a part of that in the future. So. I would too, but it's, it's going to take some work. That's it for sure. is going to take some work. So we're doing a little bit of a quick, ask us anything tonight. Uh, we got some fun questions from folks tonight and we really appreciate, I know it's some of the same people that ask us all the time, but we really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to do those tonight. We don't have 
you know, particular stuff. What do we got a week or two left, Rob, of really fun stuff? I know we're going to have a fun, we're going to have some fun content again next week. I think we're going to be doing a appearance on another Sunbelt podcast um, at some point next week. And that will be fun to put out with everybody. And we will come back around. I mean, I had a good time at the Coach's Caravan. I think like everybody else, I'm very nervous. Like, it's funny. The Sunbelt is very exciting. It's also a very nerve wracking time in college sports. And I want JMU to be good again. <laughs> so, yeah, I just uh, we'll see what happens coming up. But Rob, what's our first topic tonight? You want to start us off? Oh, um, our... I guess I'm I guess I'm on the hook here. Huh? Oh, um, no, you just... from, from Jamie Tripster. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Tripster, Tripuse, yeah. friend of ours, uh, former podcast. He said, fiction versus nonfiction and your favorite all-time read. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this is tough. You can go first. Huh? I'm not yeah. a big favorites guy because right. inevitably I will say something's my favorite and then 10 minutes later from a lunchroom conversation <laughs> or the podcast or yes. the tweet, Remember I will come some... up with 50 other things that I liked more. Me too. Um, but, well, uh, I did have a coherent thought or semi-coherent about um, the fiction versus nonfiction thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was funny cause I don't know what we talked about recently, but it was the same. Oh, somebody asked what temperature do you like your beer? Mm-hmm. And we had said, well, it kind of depends on the quality of the beer. Yeah. Right. And this is the same thing. I do not bad nonfiction is just bad. Like if you read a bad biography that was ghostwritten or, you know, a, some scientific thing that you can't decipher, it's yeah. just awful. The best nonfiction is fantastic. Yeah. You know, like that was what I was kind of thinking. Like I tend to read fiction. I I don't know. Old English major habits die hard. Um, But I do love, I I, I know I've talked about on the show before. There's a book, the 4% universe that I loved, Um, you know, 1491. There's some like awesome nonfiction, you know, books i mean uh, obviously we i I think we both probably enjoy like all the chernow founding fathers biographies kind of things you know like it can be great man um but i love fiction i mean that's my happy place so that was the first part of that question Um, yeah i I might go the other direction. Okay, um, that's is, probably us. Yeah, this is this is more me not being a, a quad type major. You know, I was down in Joker. <laughs> I'm way more into fiction. Like I do, I do love. Um, I'm sorry, I'm way more into nonfiction. Yeah, I can just devour it in bunches, and then I will find myself. You know, I'll read a whole bunch of nonfiction, and I like, you know, geeky business books and management books and marketing books and innovation <laughs> and all that stuff. But then I also love. Um, like kind of the, the the business history, like smartest guys in the room about the Enron disaster, or yeah. when genius failed. It's a mm-hmm. Roger Lowenstein book about long term capital management, which at the time was <laughs> the like highest funded startup ever, and it went belly up. This hedge fund, like I love stuff like that. Stab um, me in the eye with a spoon. Yeah, like right, stuff, right, stuff that you would. Right, I couldn't right. pay you enough to read. Right. I tear through that stuff. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, whatever. Like, and then I also love like Moneyball and things mm. like that. But then I usually feel like I need to cleanse my palate or do something a little more intellectual. And then I will binge a bunch of like fiction or classic novels. And that's super, super fun too. Like I, I'm reading, um, oh my goodness. No, I can't remember what I'm reading. The the Thomas Wolfe book. Oh yeah. You told not, me about that. Not Tom Wolfe, but Thomas Wolfe. It's like the great American novel. 
yeah, whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. No. Now I sound like some sort of troglodyte. No, that's all right. Um, hold on. Look homeward angel. Is that, is that what I'm thinking of? It is. I think. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm in the yep. middle of that. So like, that's good. But that was coming off a, you know, binge of, of nonfiction uh, mm-hmm. things along more, more along the lines of nonfiction. You might like, I just read desert solitaire. Oh, Edward yeah. Abbey. Mm-hmm. Have you read that? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Where he goes. It's been and a while, but yeah. Lives in Utah national parks before mm-hmm. doing a big thing like 50 years ago. Um, the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Oh yeah. By the other Tom Wolf. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, Love his books. That was really interesting about Ken Kesey and the Merry Pranksters. I like biographies. I read, um, who's the guy that wrote the book about John Adams? And Isn't that some, Chernow? David McCullough? Oh, David McCullough. No, David, that, he's David the McCullough. one I'm thinking of. Yep. yep. Yes. I, was I read his it. book about the Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. which was fascinating. And, oh, then, yeah. and then I get like super geeky and I'll read like the history of salt or truffles. And my family <laughs> makes fun of me. Well, that's good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the pot liquor papers is a yeah, great yeah. history yeah, about Southern so food cool. and how it, you know, and kind of how slavery and racism. Well, we have that in um, our house and I have not maybe, read that. Yeah. Very good book. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Anthony O'Brien Bourdain books. So, like I'm a nonfiction geek, um, but I also can get into fiction. Like I said, I feel like that's a little bit more, not challenging, but maybe intellectually rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get too deep. Like I've got the same books that everybody else likes, you know, Confederacy of Dunces and all the pretty horses, things like that. Right. Um, did you? I think you turned me on this. Did you read a brief history of Seven Killings? I did, and I love Marlon James. It's incredible. I, I loved that. I think I, you were the one that turned me on. Yeah, that. and that's I just absolutely love that book. I was reminded this. I, like you know, I read tons of like fantasy and sci-fi, and mm-hmm. then occasionally I do turn back to the classics or or like more literary stuff, and am reminded why those are better, <laughs> like the yeah. writing, and, and the Marlon James thing made me think of that. Um. Yeah, I was trying to think of my favorite all-time read. There was a long period of my life, certainly at JMU and for quite a few years after, um, when I would have said Tortilla Flats by John Steinbeck was my yeah. favorite book. Um, now I feel like that was like choosing a Bukowski novel of some kind. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know I love The Wheel of Time. It's probably my all-time favorite series in terms of just time I've put into reading and being a dork about. Um, I, yeah, it's really hard to say favorite anything though, because that brief history of seven killings is wonderful. Um, Did you read the art of fielding? Oh, so good! I, I loved that so book. So good. Yeah. yeah. That what was the Dom DeLillo one post nine eleven? Oh, I don't uh, know. Falling Man, I think that was yeah. really good. Um, and then just a little plug for later this summer, hopefully, um, everyone who hasn't read it should go and read the wettest county in the world. Yes. Um, written by a JMU alum but legit fantastic novel (laughs) about like Southwestern Virginia. So go and do it. Franklin County. Yeah. Franklin County. So um, really fun, really cool book. Can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, Might have some wettest County adjacent content coming later this summer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's all. It's, it's a hard question though, Rob. I don't, I got into a conversation over the weekend about a clean, we we actually got into a, a Hemingway argument, which just, not something that comes up in normal everyday conversation very often. Um, but there was some conversation about like, some would say we were kind of arguing whether we like Hemingway or not. And mm-hmm. I don't care much for Hemingway, like the novel or like long form stuff, but the short, love- the short stories yeah. I love. The old man in the sea. I love. Yeah. And then the, like the, I always think of that one. We had to read. I just remember the short story, a clean, well-lighted place. And I've come to the point in my life where I am, 
I am the middle-aged character in that story. (laughs) I don't know. I have a different appreciation for it now in a way. Did you read A Place More Kind Than Home? Oh my gosh, I love that book. Yeah. That was fantastic. Like that's my type of thing. But then I also have like a real soft spot. Like your version of Wheel in Time Mm -hmm. is mine like Lee Child, Jack Reacher novels. You know, like I I love those. I love Michael Connelly. Like I can just rip through quote unquote like beach read detective novels. Like it's my job. Me too. You know? And I've actually had a hard time the last few years with like mm-hmm. the landmark kind of hope, like the really serious stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't want to be in that dark place all the time. I don't know. Yeah. I do like a book club where, you know, we're always reading like the underground railroad or some very hard weighty thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that's, you're right. I want to, I, I was just thinking this weekend in this discussion, did you ever read Tony Hillerman? No, the guy who writes about the Southwest, like it's all his things take place on like um, Indian reservations and stuff. It's like a detective story, but that's an I'm going, you know, looking forward to a trip out west this summer. And I was like, I want to I know there's a new a newish Hillerman book out. And I was like, I want to read him again. Um, But yeah. And and then, of course, I I didn't even bring up. I I love I think we've talked about this before, but I love um, John C. McDonald, the Travis McGee novels. Mm-hmm. which is like a private private detective in South Florida. Uh, and Carl Heisen. Yes, yeah, other. Carl Heisen has the, does the uh, intro to the old, yeah. the newer, ver- the newer, whatever they call them, you know, newer versions of those John C. McDonald books. But yeah, yeah Heisen's So a long-winded way, like I, I'm a nonfiction guy, but then I will not do my penance, but I feel like I pay my dues with fiction and really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but it's a good mix of those ones that I feel like everybody should read and then just trashy summer vacation detective novels. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, those and are then baseball books. The baseball 100 is yeah. Joe Posnanski. Yeah. I don't know if, if you like baseball, yeah. that is absolutely fantastic. 800 pages. Of I haven't read it. Things. And I think I've been holding it against him because it felt like the Simmons book of basketball and I didn't want to, you know, I don't know, but I no, need to read so the Posnanski book. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's more consumable too. Cause you can just read it like a hundred different essays. You don't need to read it cover to cover. It's really cool. I've actually got, um, I've got an autograph copy. I got a signed copy and I won one. I've got another signed one on the way that I had to email him today and tell him the inscription. Oh, wow. So cool. Yeah. So, Rob, do you think uh, Wright Thompson will ever write a longer book? Um, I don't know, but Pappy Land was awesome. If you're talking yeah, about non- yeah. nonfiction, yeah, that was well. And it made me. I saw he wrote that incredible piece from Ukraine. He went there to watch the Ukraine Scotland match last week. Oh, I haven't seen. And that. there, he wrote a piece about it. Like it was really incredible. And then it, he, he was there for the the loss to Wales on the weekend. But yeah, um, it was just I was like, oh man, I miss him. Like I miss yeah. reading that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, good question, Trip. Though we could talk about that for shows and shows and shows, yeah, yeah. and are happy to discuss that anytime at tailgates and JMU related events. <laughs> um, I think our next one was from Todd Loman, who frequently sends us good topics, and he was wondering, like, what is the next big next sport that we would want to blow up, like to be, you know, I think this was probably in the context of softball, like mm-hmm. with the World Series being. I mean, he didn't say that specifically, but just like you know, coming off last year and then watching in this year and it's on ABC and the ratings are great. And- well, I don't know. He's, I think he's saying like emerging sport. Oh, emerging sport. Yeah. Cause his things were like cricket, rugby. rugby. Yeah. yeah. They were a little more 
out there. I didn't know of any of those in particular, Rob. Did you have a thought on this one? Not of those, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, those are uh, ultimate is very fun to play. Mm-hmm. I don't find it that compelling to watch mm-hmm. personally. Um, rugby. I don't know. I feel like everybody loves rugby. People that know rugby love it. Yeah. It's never really done anything for me. I don't really get it. And I know it's probably 50 times simpler than football, but I try to convert <laughs> everything back into football. And me that's too. The wrong way I, look at it. I do appreciate the athleticism and everything. Cricket. I, yeah. I, I want to understand this game so badly. And I even had a deal with friends in grad school who they were from India and the deal was I was going to teach them how to watch American football and they were going to teach me cricket. And instead they tried to teach me how to play at once. And I lost all interest in an hour <laughs> and, and it went nowhere. Again, yeah. I, I, I'm not like going to knock it. I respect it. I love how passionate the rest of the world is about it or much of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I, it, I suffer from that same thing I did with rugby where I try to convert it back to baseball. I know that's the absolute wrong way to approach it. Right. Um, so whatever, I'd love to learn more about that. Then cornhole. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ryan Smith's doing well, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know. I mean, like if we're talking like fringe sport uh-huh. to emerge it, or sport that isn't already a big time college sport at JMU, for me, it's gonna go men's lacrosse. I knew you were yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I mean it's it's obvious. If we're going just like sport that is about to have a big break in the american sporting consciousness Mm -hmm. maybe it's just by virtue of where we are we're looking you know moving into the sun belt but i think college baseball is having a moment um yeah and and i think it's combined with softball i think softball is probably a little bit ahead Mm -hmm. of of baseball but i really it's a fun game these regionals as we said with softball last year like the format i think is a little bit intimidating with people baseball fans from the northeast and parts not in the south tend to kind of convert college baseball into how does this fit into pro baseball? Yeah. And it doesn't like the double elimination is weird, but once you figure it out, it's super exciting stuff. Um, it's really well played. You're seeing more and more areas draw big crowds. Maryland had sellouts. Yeah. All weekend. You know, Michigan's got a really good team. Yeah. Connecticut is, it looks like they're going to win or they might yeah. have won that Maryland regional by now. But I think that's ready to have like a, formula one style breakout where it might not be like super mainstream. It's not going to compete with the top four, but I do think we're on the verge of that being something that the average sports fan at least pays attention to. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. I've been trying to think about it in terms of a part of it too, is that like in baseball, because the very, very, very best players at the sort of pre-college level don't play college. Yeah. There's a lot more, um, there's opportunity like for lots of colleges, right? It doesn't yeah. feel as top heavy as football or basketball or some of the other big name sports, you know, I mean, it, it feels like, Oh, like if Maryland puts some resources into this, they could be good at this. If UConn yeah. puts some resources into this, they could be good at this. You know? Um, I mean, obviously in the South, it's a bigger deal just cause you know, you can play they year don't round, have pro and, right? And they don't have play pro baseball, and you can, and the kids can play year round and stuff. But yeah. like, it does feel more. I don't know. You're not bidding over five stars because all the five stars are going to the pros, with the exception of pitchers. You yeah, know, most, yeah. Most, it's it's a little bit more rare, or it's it's a bigger roll of the dice 
to go first round on a high school pitcher. But college yeah, baseball, my, even as opposed to softball, like you can't win with one pitcher. No. <laughs> like, no. you know, in, like in softball, obviously one of the the great things and the bad things, right, is that one pitcher can change a whole program. Um, but in baseball, you can't do that. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's a good call. The other one I thought, Rob, and I just, it's same thing, maybe it's a product of this, is uh, I do think volleyball, um, yeah, in particular women's volleyball, but uh, volleyball in general, I just, and maybe it's just me noticing, like, we, I don't know about you, but did you have volleyball at your high school when we you did. were there? You did. We did. I don't my, think my, my sister was captain of the team. Oh yeah. Your sister was good. And you went. Yeah. So like, I don't think, I don't know if we had volleyball but, at but my high school. It's different. I will tell you like Megan had never played volleyball before in any yeah. way, shape or form. And she went, there were some girls from our grade school that played. So she heard about it. She was tall. She wanted mm-hmm. to do something first semester. So she went and tried out and made the team and learned to play and developed into a pretty decent player versus mm-hmm. her daughter yeah. who's been playing since second or third grade yeah. and doing summer leagues and everything and like worked her tail off, set a goal yes. of like, I'm going to play in high school and fortunately like made varsity as a freshman last year and played, but Woo-hoo. it was a, Jay. it was like a big deal mm-hmm. to do it. And there's travel volleyball and yeah. some like Jane was playing in multiple summer leagues and she was doing like a two on two beach. And then she was doing camps and summer workouts with the varsity girls. Like it's a big deal. That's um, what I'm just noticing. It's like yeah. everyone's playing. And then like, you know, we're at, you know, when we're at Bryce on the weekends and, and at the pool, everyone plays volleyball all the time. And it's yeah. a very like, you know, and there's a bunch of like younger players who are good, yeah. you know, and, and it, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's, I mean, it is fun to watch. It's super athletic. It, there's good things, but I feel like, I don't know. I'm late to it. And I wonder if maybe that, that's it's also not um i don't know <laughs> like it's such a maybe i'm making a terrible generational comment comment here but like because you're on either side of the net like there is trash talking and you do try to you know it's physical yeah but there's not like you know there's not contact between the teams i mean you can be very supportive of your own team it really is about what you're doing i don't know yeah. I, I feel like it feels like a very um of the moment sport. So I, yeah. Well, no, it's great. It, it's, it's a big one. Megan coaches. Megan's been coaching for years. Oh, cool. She coaches yeah. The, it's on the current team. And it, it's a big deal. Like they get a lot of girls that come out for the team and mm-hmm. people take it seriously. And then, like I said, there's the whole travel and all that, and there's good and bad with that, but it's definitely a, a going concern. Mm-hmm. At, at the youth yeah. level. It wasn't like, I don't know anybody who played before high school. And like you said, I don't yeah, know. I know like 10 year olds that are playing, pretty right. seriously right like yeah for some people it's starting off like like i don't want to say in place of soccer but at that same level like yeah. one of the first sports they introduce little kids to in some mm-hmm. cases well it feels very communal right if you're on the team with your friends like you're on the same team i, I don't know yeah. you're working together it, yeah. it's in a positive way so no it's a great game good one it's a great game. um i'd love to say off-road cycling um gravel cycling in particular but flow sports is ruining that as well so <laughs> Sorry, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to the side. Um, and then the other one we got that was really good, and oh, oh now I forget where this came from. Um, at, at Duke's tailgate. There it is. Yes, 
Yeah. What are you doing for vacation this year and or your dream bucket list vacation trip? Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to go first on this one, Rob? What am I doing this year? Um, mm-hmm. We're going to Newport again. Yeah. Um, kind of our standard summer trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually just do like beach or something like that in the summer. Mm-hmm. My wife and kids are actually going for all of July for the fourth cool. or fifth year in a row. We got a house up yep. there and I'm going up. Well, Jess has um, a lot of family up there too. Yeah, right? she's got yeah. family up there. Mm-hmm. And so we've got, I'll do a long weekend around my birthday and then I go up for the last, I don't know, nine days or something like mm-hmm. that for Newport folk and then a week with the family and Jess's family. So that's that's our plans for the summer. Nice. And then dream, you can do yours and then we can go back to bucket list trips. Oh, yeah. Well, mine is, um, I said I'm going out west. Um, knock on wood, I am participating in the <clears throat> Leadville 100 bike race this summer in August. And I think I'm driving out with a friend. I'm actually going to drive to visit my friend Nate, uh, another JMU alum, in New Mexico first. Yeah. Yes. So he's about six hours from Leadville. Uh, so I'm going to make, kind of, we're going to make it kind of an extended trip and actually work a couple days, you know, from Albuquerque uh, remotely and then go up to Leadville. Uh, so you go up through like San Juan County and Durango? Yeah, you go up through there? like Buena Vista. Yeah, yeah oh. like up through. Oh. up. Yeah. Good hot springs there. Yeah, like up from, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you go up, the basically you go through Santa yeah. Fe. Yes, and then up by the Cleveland yeah. Peaks. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, oh, that'll be beautiful. Man. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, I've been working my butt off for this. Uh, both physically and financially uh, for this long trip. Uh, but really, a really exciting trip. And, and Susie's going to come out for race weekend and stuff, I think. So it's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, we'll be at Bryce for the 4th and all the festivities around there beforehand. Uh, but yeah, that's the big the big plan this summer. And I don't know, Rob, maybe we'll, we'll we're trying to come up with some kind of some kind of plan of how we can work this into the show, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. We'll see if I uh, survive and we'll see if I stay healthy and, and on track. We'll get, we can, we can uh, crowdfund a GoPro. <laughs> oh, no, you don't want, you don't want that. Yeah. No, I, 45 is not 25. I can tell you that. No. From a tra- I, I'm probably more, I'm way more focused and way more organized about my training and like the planning has gone is much smoother when you have like, some level of resources to do these things mm-hmm. but man there are there are some sundays and mondays when i'm hurting <laughs> like, oh, I yeah from, i'm pulling you, man i think it's really cool that you're going for it yeah so yeah please don't run what over about, what about yeah what about the, your bucket list oh yeah so my bucket list i well i mean the first one is just easy it's we have not done our honeymoon really <laughs> like our official honeymoon yeah. you know we got married in the very COVID. beginning of COVID and, and, and um, our plan was to go to Southern France and do kind of a Southern France wine trip, pr- uh, primarily wine and food focused. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, we just have been putting it off because we didn't want to go when there were still restrictions of any kind yeah. or kind of risk like for a trip where we were investing that much time and resources, um, you know, to have it not be what we wanted it to be. So we're hoping next next year is looking like we're, we're kind of, I mean, professionally, we're kind of getting organized to, to do a bigger trip next year. Uh, but the other one, I would love to do the Tour Divide, Rob, or the Tour Divide route, mm-hmm. which start, it's basically the Rocky Mountains from 
like southern Canada to the New Mexico Mexico border. Um, there's like a enormous, like mostly gravel road ride um, that you can do as a bike packing trip. Um, and I'd I don't know if I could do the whole thing, but I'd love to do some portion of it someday. That's another one. That would so, be awesome. Yeah. yeah, might might be a little beyond my ability. After, after you, don't need to go, you don't need to go fast. No, you don't need to go fast. That's what I meant. I don't need to actually do. They do have like a a start of an official race each year, but you don't have to do it. Like you can do it on your own timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's one maybe someday. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Man. How about you? Oh, geez, I, I got a lot. Like I know, as I you know. know, I've been this is, travel's been like my biggest hobby since graduating college um and i've been fortunate to go a lot of places yeah um i think we're taking the kids back to europe next summer okay which is good like they've been to spain and portugal and the netherlands Mm -hmm. but i think we're going to do italy and maybe france next Mm -hmm. summer and i'm looking forward to that i've been to both those places a, a handful of times and really liked it um i'd really like me personally uh-huh I haven't seen enough of the United States. I did a big, mm-hmm. as you know, a big yeah. national parks, Utah camping trip with my, yeah. with my buddy's memory. And that was fantastic. That's an annual thing. And uh-huh. that's awesome. Like none of the wives and kids are at all interested in spending, a week <laughs> night, you know, off the beaten, like completely off the grid, just yeah. camping. That's awesome. So I think we're going to just try to do different national parks or probably just stick to the Southwest actually, because we're going to go in November every year annually. So that's fantastic. But I personally, I, I really want to go to Montana, oh, I really me want too. To go Alaska. And, and then um, my family, our family bucket list is probably Scandinavia. We, we really want to go to Norway, but that's really cool um, too. Yeah. You know, I would just, I would like to, and for similar sort of reasons as I want to go to Alaska and, and Montana's, we want to get out and see the outdoors and see all the amazing sites. Like obviously like the cities, neat. you know, I'd, I'd like to see Oslo and everything, but I'd really like to get deep into the, you know, the yeah. wilderness of Norway and see some of those peaks. Yeah. I know there's a route. Some people do the, um, what is it in the great, the Alaska highway, whatever it is though you know, the ice road truckers road, yeah. but in the summer there's like people who do that as a bike packing trip, but man, that is remote. Oh, you're like, there's nothing, there's, you know, there's nothing. nowhere to go. Like yeah. it's actually much shorter than the continental divide, but you know, it's still long. <laughs> so yeah. yeah uh, that's and funny. then the final thing is that I know yeah. Jess and I would really like to take the boys and do a trip in Africa. And we'd like to do oh, like yeah. safaris and, and then, and then tag on while we're there, either, you know, beginning of the trip or end, some sort of service element. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's it's an interesting part of the world. I, I spent a month in South Africa in grad school, and I did a mix of like a lot of business meetings and a lot of sightseeing and a whole bunch of safaris. But we also did some pro bono consulting um, for black-owned businesses. And this was in 2004, which was still only like a decade post-apartheid. Yeah. Um, but there's just, there's a lot of opportunity to help over there. And I think it would be really cool to combine kind of a trip of a lifetime with some degree of like service or giving back as a family. So that's something we have kind of marked that we want to do. And we realize we better do it quickly because college will be here and before we know it, and the boys yeah. will be gone and that'll be that. So, okay. So, so that's more than one, but sorry. Again, no, no, it's a fun one. It's a fun topic. And I actually, it made me think of a couple others. I, I've never skied abroad. So mm-hmm. like I would love to ski in Europe. Yeah. Um, but I would also, I've, the one I've really always wanted to do is I would love to ski 
in the Southern Hemisphere in the off season. Yeah. Like I would love to go in the summer to Portillo, Chile, Chile or, or New Zealand or Australia or something. You know, yeah, I just think that would be super fun. Um, Chile in particular is the one that I always kind of thought like that just seems like it'd be really, if you went in July. Like, you know. in terms of skiing abroad, my right. cousin Jeff, who, as you know, is a ski mm-hmm. photographer, yeah, he goes everywhere. all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he even went like he's got interesting stories. He went to like the Dean Coons helicopter school when mm-hmm. and then Dean turned out being a murderer. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> thing. But he spent a whole bunch of time in Alaska, which he says is amazing. The pictures are unreal. He did his honeymoon in New Zealand and then stayed for like two or three weeks to shoot a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Chile, very good. He raves about Japan. I have heard like that. The, the best snow. There's some sort of backcountry ski camp there that they do every couple of years and they bring him in as an instructor in the backcountry photography and he said the snow is unlike anything you've ever experienced in your life. Oh man. So it just it looks unreal when you look at the pictures and the video and everything. So. Yeah, the hard thing for me with all of those like skiing abroad trips is that I like I want I would love to visit those places not to ski. That's the thing. <laughs> really? I'm like if I'm here I don't know that I need to be here to ski. You know, like I need to see these That's places. What I feel like if I, if I go to Japan to ski for a week, I want another week to see Japan. Yes, exactly. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, even going first to world Europe, problems, I know. some places. I'm, I know. I know. Very first world, but still, yeah. yeah. No, those are all great. It's fun to think about for sure. Or, it definitely is. It yeah. Definitely is. And who knows? Maybe your maybe your boys will study abroad somewhere, and you can go visit them. They they will if mom and dad have anything to say. About <laughs> yeah. Uh, that w- those were really fun questions from everybody though, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of fun to do this a little bit this week we will get back on the jmu beat uh there trip did and, ask before us. we leave we, yeah. we have um some exciting news oh. too uh, back home field apparel yes our, one of our you know our favorite t-shirt company um, yeah or, or one of them i should say we, <laughs> yeah, we have multiple we, right? yeah multiple but home field apparel uh homefield.com yep. just some of the funnest and most creative college college sports t-shirts they are back and sponsoring the podcast again uh-huh. if you go there anything you want use the promo code jamie sports blog you get 15 percent off um, mm-hmm. they just launched a whole bunch of new stuff new schools and they actually have a subscription program now which is really exciting you kind of get in there and, um, you pay a month fee and you get hooked up with with their newest releases um, this is one of those really cool companies that we're very really proud to be associated with because it's one of the rare design companies or t-shirt companies where I would willingly buy something from a non-JMU school. Like yes, it's just the stuff is so cool. Um, I know. It's just it's neat. You feel like you're they really dig in, they get into the history. The JMU stuff is top notch, but all the other schools they do are fantastic as well. Definitely check them out. Homefield.com and you know, 15% off of the Jamie Sports blog uh promo right. code. And thank you very much to everybody for uh continuing to sponsor the podcast. We really appreciate it and love the products. Yeah. I'm going to uh I, on my way to New Mexico, we are detouring to, we're, we're doing a, a night, a day, Bentonville, Arkansas, where they have all Ooh. the crazy trails. Yeah. So crazy. we're going to try to ride a couple places on the way and out there. So we're cra- crazy art galleries too. Oh, I did not know that. I don't know like how much time we were putting to that. Yeah. we're. No, I'm, I'm not, not kidding. Like one of the Walton heiresses mm-hmm. has invested in bringing oh, wow. art to the people and she has put together a like multi-billion dollar oh, wow. art gallery thing and it's all for the it's like for the people it's open up but you should check it out if you yeah. have like a couple hours like yeah it's 
pretty impressive stuff. I wrote up on it, but she really wants to kind of fight back at the notion that it's, you know, only the coast have true culture and art. Cool. Yeah. She put together really cool galleries and then surrounded by a lot of these trails and everything like that. So it's kind of embedded in nature. Yeah. In Arkansas. Cool well, and they're right up the street from Fayetteville where yeah. the university of Arkansas and I saw Razorbacks just got their, they just got their home field sort of relaunch mm-hmm. um, and lots of their cool stuff. Obviously yeah. they have a, uh, a mascot that I would have loved to see on the local football franchise. Um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, alas <laughs> alas we shall go to Dumfries <laughs> um, or not ever but yeah thank you everybody it's great to talk to you Rob it's good to have you back uh, I, next week we will figure something out I know there was some talk today about there's a pretty fun funny it's not even tongue in cheek anymore now it's just like flat out you know we're having fun with ESPN JMU stuff Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the Sun Belt, and it was cool. I saw Marshall getting their new turf at their stadium as well, and you know, their fans were very excited about the Sun Belt logo going on the field. You know, just like we were. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun summer, and uh, we'll have a few more. We're we're trying to line up a few more of these Sun Belt previews. Rob, you should know we got some good. I got some good feedback at the coaches caravan event. People like the Sunbelt series. So we've been yeah. a little we've been a little worried that like maybe we were just it was just purely for us. But no, I mean uh actually it was um Jamie Swag. It's like those are really good. Like I really like hearing about this. And she mentioned how good Kara, the woman from Arkansas State, was. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She's like, just keep doing those because those are really cool and it's really fun that these schools care. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun summer. I, yeah, I didn't do the calculations tonight, but I know it's not long. And I did see Rob the first women's soccer is the first Sun Belt, well, you know, first game of the year for JMU. I don't know that they're playing a Sun Belt school, but we're, we're down to it here. I mean, we've only got three weeks left till we're officially we till JMU is officially a Sun Belt member. Yeah. That's pretty good. Bye bye so, CAA. I oh, I do not. I, yeah. Have fun with it. I know I feel bad for Jamie Williams, who's, you know, I know he loves it, but he does the uh, FCS podcast. And I'm sure he's going to continue doing it. He's very good at it. But I'm like, man, that'd be hard to do if your school wasn't in it anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, if, yeah. If you treat it like a hobby and it makes you happy. Absolutely. Oh, it's he's easier, great at it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't do any of this if it wasn't for the JMU connection now. So uh, I'm embarrassed to admit, like, I don't think I could name all of the CA new additions. And I'm, I never thought I'd be one of these people who's like, screw them or, Oh, we're better than them. Or they're just FCS or, but I just, it too, no. too, too few hours in the day for me to keep up with that stuff. It's hard enough for me to keep up with the Sun Belt <laughs> and learn everything about those schools. But, Oh yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy that my uh, former employer, UNCG, stayed right where they are in the SOCON and uh, you know, they're going to remain. They definitely had an option and they, they didn't want to um, have to go where they couldn't name the schools either. <laughs> so no, well, you don't want to go, particularly if you don't have football, you don't want to leave a. That's where they were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a good. Move. That's a smart move. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Well, thank you, Rob. And uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you next week. And uh, I don't know. Tell Jess and the boys I said, hello.
yeah all right you have a good week too until susie has a hello and yep. hope everybody has a good one and the audio was what was it maybe c plus this week i think oh yeah maybe maybe yeah we had a like maybe helicopter maybe, maybe minus, minus. during the middle of it i got like, a fan going in the background you know yeah. we're, oh, i had a dog barking that was my older dog but yeah yeah I mean, I think C plus, but with our handicap, that probably puts us at a solid A minus. Right, and with my editing, that'll bring us back to like a D plus, yeah, which would then yeah. net out to about a B minus. Yeah, we should be good. Okay, cool. Yeah, All right, it. sounds good. On brand. On brand. Sounds good. See you. Go Dukes. I can't say that I'm sorry when I don't feel so wrong anymore. I can't tell you I'm trying when there's nothing left you to try for. Would it bring us together?